Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lost us. It's rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Mulshine, and it is time for that 70s show, Reckoning. Absolutely. This has been a long and drawn out court case against Danny Masterson. Guilty. He got 30 years for rape, which is unheard of. Like, I mean, this is like, oh, he did it, did it. Like, they do not give out sentences like this for sexual crimes. I'm I'm glad they did, but they never do. So it's really it's really wild. I don't think we need to spend too much time on like the ins and outs of the court case because First of all, it's creepy and gross and depressing. The reason that this trial went well is because they had enough accusers that said the same thing. And there's proof in this case that they did not collude. Like they told separate people long ago about what happened to them with him. All of it includes being drugged and raped. They mm. all were Scientology kids. They all went to the Scientology HQ and said, hey, I think it was drugged and raped and they were like never tell anyone we deal with this in house he was convicted of two rapes resulting in 30 years it could have been 45 years except that the third jane doe because they were technically dating there was a hung jury on so instead of being 45 years to life he got 30 years to life now all of them were scientologists all of them were told not only to not tell anybody outside of Scientology world because they would be known as like suppressive people or whatever. But they also said that law, Scientology law goes that if you're dating someone, they can't rape you. You're dating. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read about that. That's so insane. So insane. It's so Why would you even have a law about that? Because you're raping your girlfriend. Yeah. The thing that stood out to me the most, and I didn't read a ton of coverage on the trial itself, I think the Ashton and Mila angle is much more in our wheelhouse and what we're totally. actually going to cover. But totally. the thing that did stand out to me a lot in the trial was not only his alleged actions, according to all the testimony of these women, but just how mean he was. Like yeah. he would, it seemed like he was maybe roofing them because they would be like, Oh, I had one drink. And then 45 minutes later, I was totally out of it. And then Absolutely. like, they would come to and not only would he be doing disgusting things to them, but he would then talk down to them and curse them off and be like, get in the fucking bed. Like he right. was like cartoonishly awful to these women. And it's just gross. Scientology is an inextricable character in this as well, because per the religion's laws, victims are 
not permitted to go to the police. People that support him are saying, like, they used him as, like, a scapegoat for this larger attack on Scientology that they're trying to make. And it's like, no, it's all par for the course here. Yeah, it's he built is, in. It's built in, and he is the shepherd walking us to the water where we will drink from the, oh, obviously this is part of the the culture. They also have this belief, which I can see why this is a very helpful belief for a lot of other scenarios, <laughs> not sexual assault and rape, but this belief that whatever whatever shitty situation you find yourself in, you are responsible, like you got yourself into it and you I... have to get yourself out of it. And I actually like love that idea. We could all use a little bit more of that. A lot of us these days that are us our age and younger, we're a little, we're whiny a little bit, but not when it comes to sexual assault. Like, no, there is nothing. This is, that's like, like being the victim of a crime is not a situation you got yourself into, no matter what, no matter right. how drunk you were, no matter what corner alley you were walking down, which is never where rapes take place anyway. It's always with someone you trust. Totally. But like, it's like, I can see where that mindset, as especially as the cornerstone of a religion that is sort of has roots in kind of like 60s, 70s self-help vibes. I can see why it, it would be really helpful in a lot of other scenarios. But just for the record... Not when it comes to literally people doing crimes to you. It's not your fault. It's like. It, yeah, straight up. And and yeah. like, I think that's why the Ashton Mila did an apology where they're like, look, Danny's camp asked us to write to the judge. And it's like, well, OK, well, let's talk when about the did letters that happen? first. For the, the first thing that happened is, you know, when someone goes on trial, they they ask people in their life to write them. I did it's not like know a, that was a thing. Yeah, it's a letter about their character and it's it's not meant to sway the verdict because obviously you can't write to the jurors. It's meant to influence the judge to give the person a more lenient sentence based on like depending on whatever the whatever they're charged with. The judge still chooses in most cases how much jail time or how much whatever they have to do, how much restitution they have to pay, whatever. Sure. The jury decides whether they're guilty and the judge decides what the punishment will be. So you right. write these, you ask the people that you, that are close to you to write these letters to the judge in hopes that they will have a more lenient punishment for you. So we've seen this in Real Housewives of New Jersey because <laughs> Caroline Manzo's uh, family members famously wrote a letter defending her brother-in-law who hired thugs to beat her sister her own okay. sister okay yeah yes. yeah he was found guilty the other day as well and like wonderful dying to hear caroline's defense of it because i don't know the same thing happened where iggy azalea's letter yeah that she had written in defense of the short guy tory lanes <laughs> shooting megan the stallion in the foot and it's guilty. just like yeah it's it's just like it's they write the letter saying, well, you know, this person's always been nice to me. It's so like, yeah, of course they have. They haven't committed a crime against you. Right. Exactly. And like criminals are really good at leading double lives. That's the whole thing with being criminal. Yeah. It's just so. ugh. But so Ashton and Mila wrote these character test, like character statements about him to the judge. My favorite thing in it. It, it was like, 
oh, you know, it would be a crime to take him away from his daughter for so long. A tertiary. What is ter- I w- what is tertiary? It crime? means a third, like a tertiary crime oh. is like a, a third hand crime. I don't know what would the first two crimes were. I, I guess, guess like it- rape. Right. Like, like that's the crazy thing about Ashton's letter is that he kind of was like, you know, even if he did do this, take a baby away from his rapey dad. Right. It's like, no, she should definitely grow up without that dad, especially because she's going to have all this 70s show residuals anyway. The little right. girl is going to grow up rich without a rapist in her house. Uh, Win win. Right. He gave but, her whatever he could. Yeah. He so so. My favorite thing in Ashton's letter was that he mentioned that Danny Masterson is never late for things. What? He's always on time. That was part of his. No, that's like red flags to me, though. We we actually were supposed to start three hours ago, Ma. I know it is weird when people are <laughs> when people are on time. It's time like get a is life. the least of our concerns. Yeah, get a life on time. Get out of here. On time. Well, no, to me the the creepiest. I don't even know. Like, is it worth? you like maybe reading their letter but like to me the creepiest thing about the letter was that he was like like danny's one of the only people that i would trust my daughters with and it's like that was so weird i don't know if they knew he was found guilty when they wrote the letters but this is now let's get past the letters now what's happening because of these two letters They've been going viral on Twitter. Everybody is like, what the hell are these idiots thinking? Why would you do this? Blah, blah, blah. As a result, now this is the crazy, this is where the astrology first starts to rear its head. Can't wait. This is our second grooming conversation in a week. Yes. In Virgo season. Virgo is the virgin. Virgo is young women. This is Mm. the second, our first conversation was about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Obviously, she was over 18 the first time he messaged her. So, like, you really can't you can't we really think. call it, we think we think we can't call it grooming, really. But it's like, you know, it was part of the conversation if, around if, if teen is in your age, you're young. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the conversation that people are having about the Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner thing. And now people are digging up old clips of Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher talking about their time on that 70s show so this twitter user named coley cat k-o-l-i-i-k-a-t she has compiled a string of interviews of mila kunis and ashton kutcher talking about their time on the show um at least one of them was picked up by the new york post page six wrote about um this Rose, Rosie O'Donnell interview that's been making the rounds where Ashton and Mila talk about how she, the first time they ever kissed, Danny Masterson bet him 10 or $20 to stick his tongue in her mouth. This was when oh. she was 14. Uh, all the eight, all the ages are a little, are a little fuzzy because the thing I don't is, know if that's good radio. That's actually me vomiting. Yeah. All the ages are a little fuzzy with all these clips because you don't know if she's 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18, which is like, it shouldn't matter because they're all so young. But Well, it's also a testament to Mila's genes because she actually still looks the same and go Mila for that. I know. So so there's just all these clips, like clips of her saying, yeah, so here's the rosy one where 
she is rolling her eyes at him. And Rosie O'Donnell is like, did you get arrested for doing that? Like Rosie is sort of hinting because the first thing that you and I saw was like someone was passing around a clip of him talking about like, oh, Mila's almost legal or something like that. Right. And we we both kind of were like, okay, yeah, that's really disgusting. But literally that's how every bro behaved in the 2000s. Right, like, and we have space for it because we sort of remember the days. Yeah, but then you see all these other clips and it becomes right. so much worse. Like, Well, but here's what I want to ask you, though, because weren't Mila and Ashton a couple on the show? Yes. So, so I also think there's something extremely confusing about that when you're being cast as normal peers for television and kissing. But then she's actually a super minor and you're not. Yeah. Like, look at her in this clip, how small and young she looks. And she's she is pushing him down in a car. I'm sending it to you. Share to, screen. Like, you want to share screen? Just play show it. Oh, that'll take longer. Just click. Okay, on yeah, it. I see, I see. It's like you can see she is a baby in this clip where she's pushing him down in the car. And it's like to do what? To give him a beach, to make out with them. Like she was so young and she was put in all these super adult situations, like because of the way the show was written. And that wouldn't be a problem necessarily in and of itself. Like it's definitely not great, but like even worse than the way that the show was written is the way that Ashton talks about her in all these interview clips that this person has compiled. Like this one where she is introducing, she's saying something like, hi, I'm Mila Kunis and like, welcome to Disney Channel. It's not that, but it's something similar. She's announcing something. She's introducing something. She's clearly 14 years old. She seems so nervous. She's got all this really nervous energy. She's sitting on a couch and then she moves over and Ashton Kutcher is is behind her she's been sitting on his lap the whole time and then he says i'm only in this video because they said that she would sit on my lap and he goes it feels so good doesn't it and he starts like tickling her and she and holding her down and she can't get up and she looks so uncomfortable and she's laughing along to act like it's cool and she's fitting in with the older guys like it's disgusting and then there's other clips where there's another clip where he's on some sort of talk show and he's like Oh, and now I want to introduce the hot and sexy Mila Kunis. And they show they cut to her and she looks like she is skipping math class to be there. Like she looks so young. So it's like he is in his early is he's like 20, 21, 22 in most of these clips, I think. And she's in her mid teens and he is openly perving on her. And he's like literally in the one clip where he's she's sitting on his lap he is holding her down on his lap i'm so grateful that we're like in this new phase of like outing abusers and 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 re reclaiming our boundaries yeah. and, and rewriting the rules but like 90s kids were raised like remember when mary kate and ashley turned 18 it was like finally yeah grown men being like yeah. yeah i totally understand where she would not only marry ashton but shove all of the weird teenage stuff under the rug back then you were the cool girl if you right if you giggled along right. like, there was absolutely no space to 
call out that sort of behavior. I would call it out because my mom like raised me that way. And guess what? It makes people fucking hate you. <laughs> like, it's not a good way to like really make friends, you know? So it's a good way to like ruin parties and stuff in the 2000s because like that was just, and it is like, I do think that a lot of guys at that time took part in that culture out of an effort to fit in. And that's what I thought in the first clip that we saw him where he's like, oh, she's almost 18. It's like everyone said that back then. But then when you look at all these other clips, it becomes more and more. It 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 crosses a line for me into like, oh, no, he was going out of his way to talk about how hot and sexy his minor co-star was repeatedly. And the one where he's physically holding her down to like tickle her. That is where I'm just like, that is beyond like the culture opened the door and then he was like, Oh, fuck yeah. He's really towing the line. Whereas I think his buddy, Danny Masterson, went a clearly above the line. But also, Ashton is being more open about it on television. There's one clip of her with Danny where she's talking about the outfits that she has to wear and how she's like, she's so nice. And she's like, our love, our wardrobe department. They're so good. They do such a good job. It's just because we have to wear the clothes of this time period. They're so unflattering, blah, blah, blah. And then Danny Masterson is sitting next to her and he's like, well, you look fucking hot in it. And it's just like, oh. is that helpful? Like, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shut up. It was just, it was such a status symbol for men in that era. And, you know, every era, but especially, like, I always say with the, the late 90s, 2000s, even into the early 2010s, we were at this place where we were able to talk about sex more openly, but, like, it was men who got to do it so right. it was like it was yeah. it was like a status symbol for it's always been a status symbol for men to like objectify women openly and to talk about like oh this girl's hot like but this this time period was where it started to go like cross line a little bit more because we had this level of sexual openness without the corresponding like with that without women really expressing the same thing or even if you did it was completely toothless because it's like it's it's menacing when it comes from a man like when you're sitting next to your coworker and he's like yeah you look fucking hot it's like it's it's not thank it, you so much thank you so much it's dehumanizing thank it's you so much up. you have told me i'm hot thank you so yeah much. it's it's like you're supposed that's what you were supposed to do back then is just be like, right. oh, good. I'm, wow. I'm accepted. Yes. I'm accepted I'm by the boys. But the, right. thing, the thing that's really hard talking about this, too, is like 
you don't ever want to tell a woman who doesn't see herself as a victim for lack of a better word that she is the victim like Mila Kunis is an adult now and we have to give her the benefit of the doubt I guess that like she is a big girl and she made the choice to marry him because she wanted to and not because she's been he's been secretly grooming her for 20 years you know what I mean like we it's it's not really cool to put this on her what the entire internet is putting on her right now we haven't heard from her what do you feel like the internet at large is putting on her I feel the internet at large is saying she's a victim and she's brainwashed and like she couldn't possibly be happy in her marriage because of these seven clips that are circulating, you know, like, and, and I do think that the clips are, while the clips are incredibly disturbing and made me nauseous to watch some of them. Yeah. It's still like, we can't make that leap on her behalf. Well, and before this whole thing, what I would say, aside from me being totally fucking furious on the kid's behalf for their stance on we're going to let him grow up poor, which is like, what? what the fuck oh, yeah, I forgot about that. What the fuck would you do? I'm I'm holding on to that. I'm pissed about that. But wait, let me find that so we can remind no, everyone that. OK, let's let us remind you. I guess like the thing for me is I actually have always really liked them as a couple. And we can look at the astrology and I'm looking at it right now. They actually are a match. Case, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. The best case scenario is that he was just going along with the culture and trying to seem cool. They were kissing on screen. Right, which is a systemic problem. It's like Scientology is one example of what a myriad of larger examples where we've just been given horrible guidance from the top down. Right, right, right. Like, well, I guess I think my question would be like, and we don't know the answer to this, but it's a rhetor it's a rhetorical question. Would Danny Masterson still have been raping people if he wasn't a Scientologist? Seems right. like yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he would only because of that leprechaun outfit in, in 2007 or whatever. Yeah, he looks rapey. And like, I, I just don't think I mean, if you're a rapist, you're a rapist. If someone told you you could get away with raping someone, would you just suddenly want to rape someone no probably not probably yeah not. like it's a but then my other question is like <laughs> if ashton kutcher wasn't literally like getting paid to fake a relationship with this 14 year old girl would he have still been attracted to her wow. because in other interviews he said like he said on howard stern it was really weird because she was 14 and i felt like she was my little sister and i had to like have this charade going on that we were dating so like was he making up all of that to sell a TV show? Right. They were they were paid to sell this relationship. In that Rosie O'Donnell interview, she seemed pissed off. So, like, who knows? Maybe behind closed doors, they've had this conversation and they've hashed it out. And she's been like, you know what, Ashton? It really pissed me off that you did this, all of this stuff. You perved on me. You said I was hot and sexy on television. You accepted a bet from this fucking rapist to stick your tongue down my throat. I understand you were trying to be cool and be one of the guys. And that really pisses me off. Like maybe they've hashed it out behind closed doors. Sure. Maybe she feels comfortable that like he was making under mistakes. the influence of culture. Like, but also it's, I don't know. I, we don't know. We won't know. We aren't going to know. What I do think is interesting. Fast forward. So much of his life 
is now spent in congressional hearings, apparently, mm. exposing the child trafficking rings. Yeah, this is weird as fuck. Why did he gravitate toward tra- child trafficking when he was getting paid to kiss a minor on camera? Right, right. It was a form right. of child trafficking. Like, famously, Mila Kunis lied about her age to get onto that 70s show, which, again, she was a minor, so who gives a shit? It's not to blame her for doing that, but the thing is, like, the people making the show, when they found out how old she really was, should have said, oh, never mind. Sorry. Call us again in four years. Like, right. Right. It's like that is kind of Give I mean, her what a is referral to the Disney Channel? Move her to the kids section. Right. Like, what is child trafficking? What if- well, when you watch any of the clips of him speaking to Congress about child trafficking, what he always says is like, I saw it firsthand. What I think is wild. Mm -hmm. Yes. He'll be like, I saw firsthand the kids being taken advantage of by Hollywood at large. And so like, do you like, I I think he's like, I think he's doing a sort of uh, what's um, what's the phrasing I'm looking for? Subconscious. He's subconsciously doing penance for making out with a 14-year-old on television. Yes, and it's like, this was child trafficking. This was theater. Or he's like, I also was being trafficked into making out with a child. Like, I was just a pawn in this machine because I also um, needed to make money for my family. And he's drawing a line between himself and the powers that be. But unfortunately for him, he's got a bunch of clips floating around the internet where he's buying into a 14-year-old as a sex symbol, hook, line, and sinker. So it's going to be a hard sell for him to even, even if that is what he's going to try to say. Ashton, you're a part of it, actually. He has been a part of it. I mean, we've seen, we've all watched that 70s show. We've seen that she happening. was a kid. I'm sure even if he did raise some objections to the idea of kissing a 14-year-old, even if he said that to his bosses, they would be like, well, that's what, it's that's what we wrote. You're acting, so act, you know, like. Right. Let me read about and I would I would be interested and we're not going to know this, but I would be interested to know if if his child trafficking thing is conscious or unconscious. Like, mm. does he understand? Does he see himself as someone well, look at who, the charts? The charts will tell. Yeah, we will on the Patreon. We're going to do the charts. But before we switch over to the Patreon for the charts. Yeah. I just got to read this from CBS News because I said I would and I want to relive this because I totally forgot about it. <laughs> Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are rich, but their kids are poor. That's what they'll tell them, at least, Kunis says. The actress said on an Australian podcast, The Kyle and Jackie O Show, that she and her husband want their children to understand the value of a dollar. The one topic of conversation we had even prior to ever having kids was always how do you raise a child to not be an asshole, she said. It's so important because we both came from pretty solid poverty backgrounds and grew up very poor and are very much self-made and are very aware of what a dollar is worth. Nothing's been handed to us. She said she'll explain to daughter Wyatt and her younger sibling that they're not necessarily entitled to the money their parents earned. It's a matter of teaching them from a very early age that, you know, mommy and daddy may have a dollar, but you're poor. You are very poor. You have nothing. Mommy and daddy have a bank account. This is, this is insane. This is an insane parenting choice, I would say. I feel like 
like everybody just pause and go to you don't even need to, we don't need to call it rehab we don't have to call it but like you know what's the one what's the what's the one on the cliffs of the big sur uh esalen 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 yeah thank you for knowing what i mean no we're i know moon sun (laughs) no moon sun connections soul fam we we (laughs) we know about esalen we know about esalen (laughs) but no take just like a beat and go to esalen and detox and sit in the nude pools and 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 talk it out I feel like so much of what we're seeing from Mila and Ashen is almost like a, uh, like like a, a, like a, blacking out almost of what they've been through. In it's, an give, attempt- it's giving trauma bond a little bit. It's giving a trauma bond. It's like they've been there, there together in this trauma bonded relationship to maybe Hollywood or like to money. Yeah, I think the thing that really shocks me <laughs> about that quote, and I am trying not to take it at face value because, you know, we we all love Mila Kunis, I think is safe to say she gives great sure. interviews. She's funny. She's, She's a, a funny, dry wit. We love her. I've, I I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and think she's joking when she says that she says to her kids, mommy and daddy are rich, but you're poor because that is like some evil evil shit like i'm i want to believe that they don't that's like immigrant trauma i guess but like like my mom always told me that we didn't have enough money when i was growing up and objectively we did we had a house we had food we were fine but my mom always we don't have enough money we don't have enough money we don't have enough money and like it just gives you like we were not the we were definitely not the richest people in town by a long shot. But you are like, from Bayhead. Yeah. And we're fine. We've always been fine. Yes. The electricity got turned off once or twice. I think that was because of their undiagnosed ADHD more than anything else. One thousand percent. I don't think it's because they physically didn't have the money to pay the bill. But my point is, when you tell your kids that they are broke or they are poor, Oh my God, the damage that that does to your it, like, mindset breaks my heart. Around it makes me money, feel so like it's you're just building in a scarcity mindset into your children. It's like it's so not okay. Like, why do you want your kids to think they're poor? It's not going to make them work harder. It's going to make them pissed off and resentful at the people who they see as richer than them. Like when you're a kid, you know that other people are richer than you, but you should as a parent be saying to your kid, just because little Susie's family has a Range Rover and an an in-ground pool, it doesn't mean that we're poor. They just, you know what I mean? Like it is so psychotic. Trillion percent living off of sitcom residuals and telling your kids that they're poor. That is like disturbing to me. Right. Like, no, I think that she thinks that in her not gifting her children the the lifestyle that they actually are born into, that she's doing some recreate of why she's successful. But it isn't. There is no way to create the exact conditions that made her into a star. And like, what's the point of using losing your youth right. in the workforce and getting rich off of it to then make your kids believe that they're poor? Because you guys 
will also be like us and make your own way. Instead of going, hey, in order to make this way, we sacrificed a huge part of our souls. And youth. Boundaries. Really annoys me the most about like rich people is, and I'm counting myself in this because I do believe that I am rich. I think it's very important. If you have, if you have a house and you have food, you're rich in the grand scheme of the world. Truly. You're fucking rich. Yeah. But the thing that really annoys me is when people are rich and they, they do try to manufacture hardship for their children because they're not going to like, even if, even if Mila and Ashton, and they're not going to do this, I guarantee you're not going to do this. If they make their kids work at a restaurant every summer from the time they're 14, they're not going to do it because it would be a waste of time because they're already rich. But even if they did do that and they said, you have to live like a lower middle class lifestyle, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. They're still Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's children. And you cannot take away the nepotism factor, no matter how much hardship you manufacture for your children. Like, I agree. People that I grew up with who like, you know, they would be like, oh, well, my parents didn't want to hand me anything. So I had to work to buy a car. And it's like, oh, how much did you save up? And it's like, well, I saved $5,000 and my parents matched it. And I'm like, okay, so you didn't. You didn't buy the car. Mash it is like, yeah, like you didn't buy the car yourself. Like, just shut up. Just, just let your kid. Like, why are you? I don't know. I, I had to work from the time I was fourteen, and it was a fucking waste of time. My parents should have given me (laughs) money and sent me to internships and camps that made me smarter. But instead, I was fucking raking the beach. What did that teach me? Do you know how much farther you would be in the in your career if you didn't have to spend summers cleaning a fucking fry trap? Like, well, it's it's almost like Mila and Ashton are both in this weird rebellion against their own success. Yes, that's what annoys me. It's like, no, you did it. You got out. You got out of poverty. Yes, your kids should not be spoiled, entitled monsters, but they're not. Your kids are not poor. They're not going to be lower middle class. You can't manufacture the conditions. Are you guys fucking tripping? You're two of the most famous people on the planet. Ashton, you were married to Demi. I know. I was going to say the the Ashton Demi relationship. I, we can't even get into it because it's a whole nother thing. Talk about an age gap. And listen to friend of the pod sandy richie came on back when this was diva behavior and we did demi's memoir which is one of the best hollywood memoirs i've ever read go back and listen but let's switch over to the patreon now and get into the astrology so we can actually figure out why these people are like this yeah we need to figure out what's going on please join the patreon patreon.com slash space trash podcast and we're going to consult the stars to see what's actually going on with the stars wow how have we never thought to say that before that was great Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.